Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. In this bonus retro review, we're going to be taking a look at the Prince of Persia Sands of Time movie, which recently got added to Disney Plus in the United States. And it was one of those movies that neither one of us had seen and thought it was like, so we say it's a retro review, but we kind of watched it for the first time. And, and especially in the middle of the current situation, anything that we've not seen is brand new. <laughs> so therefore, there's a lot of benefits. But if you haven't already done so, make sure you do check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com to keep up with all your latest news. But also, if you haven't already done so, we have a Patreon as well, where you get access to videos like this um, a week earlier than everybody else. And um, as a little special uh, sort of extra bonus and also they get an exclusive weekly video as well so big thank you to all of our patrons this month including jacob sarah joshua the juice what's on the netflix andrew julie and lauren so again thank you for all of your support now let's jump into uh prince of Persia: the sands of time james what did you think of it it was pretty boring actually <laughs> which is not the ex- not the reaction I was expecting to get out of it. Uh, you know, it's a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. It's action focused, uh, or his production company. He wasn't involved in the directing, but yeah, I, it was just kind of boring. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things of it was the first half of the movie. I thought I was just watching Aladdin. Um, yes, the new yes, version there, of it. Yeah, there was a lot of that. There was. It was like okay, so we he's going to steal an apple and he's going to run through and he's going to jump around and he's going to do some, um, some parkour. And I'm like, um, I just need that song going in the background. And we have here, um, Aladdin going on because it was almost like, and now in some ways, obviously this movie came out, well, obviously like maybe 20 years after the anime movie. So whether or not they took some inspirations from that one, but obviously now with the live action Aladdin, obviously that was filmed like eight, nine years later, it's kind of like thing of like going, well, the live action version did come after this. <laughs> so like, did they watch this movie first? Um, um, Prince of Persia was a really weird movie, but um, I don't know if I was, it, it could have done with a bit of trimming. It could have done with a little um, time taken off of it. But I kind of, I, I definitely found like the first half, I was enjoying it as it kind of moved into more like weird territory. It kind of got less and less in time with it. But um, yeah, I, I, the thing is, have you ever played Prince of Persia video games? I have. Um, not the really old ones. I played them in the Xbox 360 era. So they're more like Assassin's Creed game, but with less yeah. of an action focus. Hmm. Uh, and I enjoyed them well enough. Uh, yeah. It's not a franchise that I'm like, oh, I, I, why is there not another Prince of Persia coming out on the, the what is it, Xbox One yeah. Series X, 2, 5, whatever, whatever the... Yeah. PlayStation 5. We'll go with that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I, I'm not disappointed the franchise isn't currently active, but at the same time, if one came out, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll probably I'll give that a try. Yeah, see, I, I grew up playing the original Prince of Persia on the PC um, way back in the 80s and early 90s, and you, you used to get the character and you used to try and get him across the thing. And So I played a lot. So to me, Prince of Persia, I, I am old school, and I, Prince of Persia, on my mind, instantly goes back to the original game which I used to play. And, you know, if you could get past the first level or two, you, you that was pretty hard in itself. I have played a few of the the more modern ones um, with, the, with the side running and all the rest of it. But it, compared to Assassin's Creed, it always felt like that was a much better version of uh, what they were trying to do. There was one particular scene in the movie where he climbs to the top of a tower, stands there at the end, 
poses and then jumps into the and then jumps off of it and was like this was this, this is what happens in every single assassin's creed game that ever exists yes. because it was it was a shot for shot it was like am i watching assassin's creed which reminds me i need to watch that movie no you don't 20... you really, you really <laughs> don't <laughs> i, I went in sorry <laughs> really quick tangent i went into the assassin's creed movie with zero expectations like i was mm. i just want a good fight yeah. in this movie and it failed spectacularly <laughs> at even that no you don't need to watch the yeah. assassin's creed just play the game instead uh but yeah if you had superimposed that eagle scream yeah on that on that sequence i'd be like oh yeah this is totally assassin's creed yeah um there's some other things as well with it um the whole kind of press the button and it kind of does the sands of time kind of got to the thing like i'd like to have had more of the t- that kind of kind of you know obviously they had to limit how much they used it but that kind of was obviously the main thing they were going for but i would have liked a little bit more of the of the actual um, being able to do that it's clear that they spent their entire budget on the few times they did do that like because yeah. it's a really cool sequence with like yeah. uh gillenhall turning like all uh, like ashen and and lava cracks coming through and also it looks great and then all the other special effects movies just look awful like those snakes coming out of the ground is like this is this is pathetic yeah it's kind of funny as well because I looked at this I'm like looking at this and going like okay this and John Carter and kind of this whole era of them kind of having way too big a budget for um where they're almost that kind of feeling of then kind of coasting a little bit. They've got these ideas and they, they, they know how to do the stuff, but they don't, they maybe necessarily didn't spend enough time getting the script and the characters right. Um, as far as Jake goes, is like, I, I'll be honest, I've never really been a huge, like, I don't really know much about him at all. I think the only thing I'd ever really seen him in, in really was um, Spider Man Far From Home. I've never, he's never been a character, some, an, an actor that I've followed. So I watched him this and it was a bit like, okay you're like okay and then it's like i was hoping as well of like i think is it Gemma atkinson um yeah it was arlington oh it's just so bland this is like oh i i I, i'm english yeah it's just like i'm i'm english and just like oh really so we still doing this kind of you're not quite kira knightley but you're just like i don't know um yeah. Now let's talk about that because this movie definitely had Pirates of the Caribbean vibes to it. Yeah. But it lacked the Jack Sparrow character. Yeah. Uh, which would meant we are watching a movie that is just Will and uh, Elizabeth, and there's a reason why you need the Jack Sparrow character. Now, Alfred Molina plays a, a bandit character who's obsessed with ostriches for yeah. some reason. You can tell he tried. He he definitely tried to inject personality into it. Though it was more Barbosa than than yeah. uh, Sparrow. He tried so hard, but he had nothing to work with on this. It there were definitely parts of it. You, you know, you're talking about it, Assassin's Creed and and mm. stuff like that. And like there are parts of this where I'm like you lifted this straight from Pirates of the Caribbean, but you forgot the Sparrow character. Yeah, it's kind of like it's that kind of weird thing of going. I know why you can say see why this was a paint by numbers uh, uh, sort of action movie. I think if you took the video game aspect out, because there's, the trouble is with, the trouble with adapting video games is generally with video games, while the story keeps you moving along, 
most of it is just a way of kind of extending how long you're playing for the do the, the 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 playing part is the bit that you enjoy the cut scenes are the bit that you just kind of sit through and it's a kind of weird thing of going okay i see where you're going you know the fight scenes all look you know the that all look good and he the him jumping around and climbing around it that how it felt like they did take that part of the video game character and bring it to real life i did i did appreciate the fact that you know they had had him jumping around like the character much more regularly um and it looked and it did look natural in some ways because of the whole i mean i see people doing parkour um on the seafront every day people jumping over uh, it's kind of i'm kind of used to that as in my day-to-day life that people do do that so it's, it's uh, you know it's you know people jumping over fences and stuff it's people again kids doing that all the time so that didn't doesn't bother me at all but I think the whole thing of like, I think was it Ben Kingsley just playing the most generic. I mean, he, he could have, he could have been the Mandarin. He, it was, he was so, um, so vanilla. I mean, you just knew he was a bad guy. But the second you saw him on screen. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> I, I knew the moment he was on screen. I'm like, that's the bad guy. It's not even that it's Ben Kingsley. It's just the way he's looking at things. Now he did a decent job with the character. You know, he, he emotes really well. You can see that there's more than just like him reading lines and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, he didn't have much to work with. But there was that one scene, uh, the king is talking about, oh yes, the bonds of brotherly love. And you're just like, oh my God, you are so getting stabbed in the back by Ben Kensley. <laughs> I did like the way they killed him off, actually. I thought that, that was, that was that quite impressive. I thought that was a nice, um, nice touch. Um, the whole thing with the assistant kind of, that turned into like animals and like shoot. That was a bit weird. And then suddenly we had this other guy that could shoot loads of weapons and they were, you know, they had that whole standoff. Um, it was like, okay, I, I, I got to the end of it and I was like, this was really middle of the road. This was such a, a, a generic run of the mill, but I did enjoy it. I'll be honest. I did get to the end of it. I didn't sit there and go, wow, that was a waste of two hours. I, I got to the end of it. Okay, that's cool. I'm never going to watch it again, but I'm glad I watched it. And especially, like you say, right now, where we've not really had a lot of new movies and everything's been drying up, kind of going back and finding these lost movies that we've not watched before, kind of, it's fresh. You know, we watched Atlantis recently. It it feels like I'm kind of filling in the gaps a bit of my, and I'm like, this is perfectly fine. I'm glad I watched it. Um, I think there's a lot better than this. I'm still not entirely sure of the casting of anybody in this movie. It seems a bit odd all the way around. Um, I think as well, I think, again, Aladdin, just kind of the newer version of Aladdin, just did a much better job of the casting. I think it is, you know, setting it in Persia and all the rest of it, and then just having, you know, an American and an English girl, it just like, and then the, like, the I don't know, like the, the, it just was very strange. And even like the brothers and everybody, it was like, why are we all why are they all english <laughs> because just because because it would never have sold if it didn't have mm. jake gillenhall or a recognizable name and then it, it didn't sell anyway so good job mm-hmm. um yeah it for me like i i wasn't offended that i watched it i i didn't want that out uh basically two hours of my life back i was like oh man this was the worst two hours of my life or anything like that but at the same time uh if I, if I was given the option to go back, would you like to watch something else? I'm like, yeah, I probably would watch something else instead. Uh, it's not a horrible movie. It's kind of a boring movie. It does. Okay. I do actually have one real complaint about it, which yeah. was that it used slow-mo quite a bit and not in the sequences, like going back in time with the, the, the dagger. It would just pick random moments in the fight where like, 
oh, th- you know what this needs? This needs snowballs. Like, no, it, it doesn't. He's jumping off a cliff. Why, why do we need slow-mo for this? Mm. And it really disrupted the pace of the fights, which would have otherwise been acceptable. You know, we're not, we're not talking about like Matrix or John Wick style fights here, but they would have at least been better if they hadn't been disrupted by random camera moves and, and shifts to slow motion. Yeah. And, and then there was that one guy you were talking about, like he, he's shooting like crossbow bolts out of his hand or, you know, like yeah. a, a Wolverine something. And like, I'm just sitting there like the director just wanted guns so bad. He wanted to do a gun fight in this. <laughs> and, and everyone's like, no, 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 they didn't have guns. You can't do a gun fight. Well, make an auto crossbow on his arm. It's like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. Cause I was just, uh, I've just been like looking to see like what, how this did originally when it came out, because it went on to be, it took, it had a budget of 150 million. You can definitely tell it was an expensive movie. You could, you, you could tell where the money went, you know, it looks good. I'll be for most for the majority of it. Um, pulled in 336 million at the box office. So generally um, probably the time of, uh, advertising and stuff looks like it made a profit um but generally the the critical response was it's been very average doesn't offer much substance and it's just a entertaining swashbuckler but never really um and i said kind of like yeah very very average and generic that's uh, and that's not necessarily a good thing you don't want that from a big blockbuster <laughs> budget movie um, but it's amazing how this is so, because obviously it came to Disney Plus in the US this past week. It was like why we decided to do it. But it's been on like Disney Plus and Disney Life for me for years. I've had access to this on my on Disney Life for years, and I never even fired it up. Didn't even really, to be honest, I didn't even realize this was still a, a thing until I saw it um, advertised recently to come into Disney Plus. I'm like, oh yeah, and yeah, I, I it was it was a solid a solid movie, but it it is a strange one. It's solid enough. Uh, it's it's what you expect it to be. Uh, you got to set your expectations because it is a video game movie, and and kind of keep that in mind. And I think that puts you in in the right mind frame for what you're looking at here. Um, I don't think anyone needs to rush out and see it. I don't think you need to necessarily even add it to your watch list. However, if you've got a, a weekend and you just want some mindless emphasis on mindless action. Uh, decent looking people both the males and the females in it uh you could do worse which yeah. is i know a, a huge ringing endorsement for it but there you go <laughs> you can watch it or you could do you could do worse <laughs> i mean honestly i would probably be like just just watch the first pirates of the caribbean again yeah or more importantly just 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 play the video game <laughs> the video game um yeah it's kind of what is it with video games that that movies they just don't seem to be able to kind of well, I, I think I think yeah. you actually answered that earlier. It, it's games are driven by action. I mean that that's what a game yeah. means, right? So the narrative focus of it is, is generally background. Mm-hmm. The the better ones are have actual story content to them, but they're still driven by the gameplay loop rather than by the narrative loop. And trying to translate that into a movie just is really difficult. Yeah, well, I also as well think like with video games that the, the journey is generally the bit that you're more interested in. It's like in, in say, for example, with like the Persian movie, if you're in the video game and you did the button and now you've got to go and find somebody, you do the fetch quest. Well, the fetch quest is the bit that you do. That is the bit that you have fun with and that's the bit that you're fighting people on the way and all the rest of it. 
the cutscene in between is then sets up why you're doing the next bit. And obviously that's, I think the trouble is the movie's just got all the bits of it and the, the video game part is usually the bit that you enjoy. I mean, I'm currently playing Ghost of Tsushima and, you know, that's that kind of open world video game where you've got to do fetch quests and you, and you only have to, and it's like, if they turn that into a movie, the story I, to me doesn't feel um, generally enough to keep you warranted, but the act is the gameplay loop, which doesn't, I think, Prince of Persia is that kind of same thing. The gameplay loop is what keeps you playing. The story necessarily isn't the thing. And you're like, it's like the sad, you know, they're all standing there and they're, you know, they're trying to get, get and I'm just like, yeah, okay. It's just like, you, you know, you know when you're playing a video game and you know you're coming up to the, you can feel the the tension building in this, in how quickly the set, the, the scenes are coming. Um, I recently was playing Final Fantasy VII, the remake, and you could tell the storyline was, starting to pick up as the game was moving, just trying to move the story along. But at the same time, you know when it's going to do a fake out ending because they still got another 20 hours to go yet. But the movie kind of doesn't get that. It doesn't get that whole experience. And so this is why these like video game movies generally, other than I would say like Jumanji, um, is they generally fail because they don't they can't capture it properly. Yeah, and part of what makes Jumanji work is it's actually not based on yeah. a video game. It's just a, a movie set within a video game. Obviously, we're talking about the, the more recent ones. Uh, there's another aspect to it, I think, as well. One of the, the big driving factors in games is the sense of progression, uh, which can either be leveling up in a game like Final Fantasy VII or getting new equipment, like in a game like uh, Prince of Persia or Assassin's Creed, where you get, as you play the game, you get cool new abilities that that change how the game plays a little bit. Ghost of Tsushima, you get uh, new uh, sword styles. Yeah. You, know, you have the overhead style that's good for going against shields and another style for going against spears. You have uh, additional weapons that you can pick up to use in combat, sticky bombs, uh, mm -hmm. kunai, etc. In a movie, you don't get that. No. Uh, the character might progress. You know, he... he although they didn't in this one. He got his cool special ability right at the beginning and then never got anything else. But in, in movies, you do tend to have that progression. You, you go from this item, which you then kind of trade out to get another item. And, and by the end of the movie, you are much better equipped than you were at the... But yeah. you as the viewer don't have the satisfaction of that progression. In a game, you're like, I am definitely stronger now than I was then. The movie is kind of like, oh, yeah. There you go. Well, that's the, I mean, I think that's the thing. I mean, again, coming, and I think this movie does have that issue of if you have played the games or if you are a gamer, I think you do look at these games. You might look at them maybe worse than someone that doesn't play games. You might look at them a bit different. Um, I think, for example, like the recent Tomb Raider movie, um, I think that one did a much kind of, that was much more closer to the movie, but I think they did it kind of well enough on its own compared to the Angelina Jolie versions. I thought that was much more, but again well, you know, we, yeah they were also based on different versions of tomb yeah. raider as well the angelina jolie was the more traditional the relaunch hadn't happened yet so no. we didn't have the grim and gritty uh Which i, I would say, also I've, all three of those games are very good very good to definitely worth checking out i haven't played the third one but uh i i did enjoy the first two i will say the movie um the tomb raider movie one thing i would point out about it is that although it is closer to the first of the remake games it follows that storyline it does kind of do this thing where you're, you're like the games very specifically have spiritual aspects to them. You yeah. interact with ghosts. There is a supernatural thing happening, 
the movie is very much no no uh she was actually just kind of uh poisonous she she yeah. she had a plague that she carried and, and all the supernatural elements are completely removed which i think kind of misses the point of the tomb raider adventure it's like if they did uncharted and there was no well, like wall was, climbing or something yeah well obviously right now they are out in germany filming the uncharted movie um so we'll be interested to see how this all goes in obviously, uh, i think as you say you know as video game fans we do like these you know we we, we always kind of you're always like and are they any good? <laughs> it's just like you know, going in your expectations because you know, Prince of Persia just proved again they, they're just very average, they just never get to that next level up, they never level up. <laughs> nice, <laughs> honestly. The best video game movie is probably still Scott Pilgrim, which isn't even a video game, it's based on like a, an American style manga, but it has very video game elements to it. Uh, even to the point where like oh he just beat up one of the the boyfriends and and a whole bunch of change popped out because you know you get money for beating bad guys uh yeah it's i don't know i'll take it back actually the best video game of all time is mario brothers oh do you know what i'm not kidding i literally just brought that up because um on wikipedia because um that actually was distributed by disney and i'm really i'm really like why is this not on there why i was just looking it actually, if, it, if it comes onto the service, we're not doing. Yeah, we we were so that. we're so doing this one because it was distributed by Buena Vista Pictures and was created by Hollywood Pictures. I, I want to, uh, yeah. Why is Super Mario Brothers not on Disney Plus? We need that one. I just I just remember that was awful. But nevertheless, let's know in the comments below if you've checked out um, Prince Persia: Sands of Time. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. And we shall see you guys in another episode. Later. Later.